an opportunity. Sees everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture it? Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Hey, 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 what's going on, Rotobotters? Pete Davidson here on a Tuesday. So we're talking waiver wire. I will be going through this pod for as long as I can make it. You can probably hear my voice is still not there. Um, I've had a couple mugs of tea. I'm going to do my best here to just sort of use my talking voice, not get too excited, and hopefully make it through this thing. Um, (laughs) I sort of punched you guys in the intro. I think some of you thought I was going to go full Europe there, but I I bailed you out with some M&M. It's a big day, obviously. Uh, I've already voted. Hope all you guys are voting. Not telling you who to vote for. I've already hinted enough, obviously. Uh, anyway, it's uh, actually a pretty big uh, football Tuesday. Got the trading deadline coming later on. That could obviously open up some things. I think most of the stuff that trades open up will be pretty obvious. But uh, I will be awake tonight. Go figure. Um, so if anybody, you know, if we get some big deals, some things that maybe we didn't see coming. Uh, feel free to hit me up. Uh, maybe I can throw a take or two. Uh, maybe I'll make a late addition to the article. Um, so if there are major deals this afternoon, once I've finalized everything, uh, I'll try to react to that uh, in a way where you guys can see it. Sorry, my voice is already cutting out here. Um, so, um, crazy week. Um, I don't know how you guys did with your DFS. I actually, I, I was profitable, not by a ton. Um where I punked myself is I got on Dalvin Cook late. I didn't even put him in my core place. He ended up being sort of like the last back in my core group because once I once I heard that he was practicing very well and that he was likely to have his normal role, I, I came to the conclusion that he should be one of my core backs. And sorry I didn't get that to you guys in time. That's just the way it goes. Um, but my bad luck was the only lineups I was able to get him into in the time that I had sort of allotted were my Garoppolo lineups. So I didn't I had I had Dalvin I think in three lineups. None of them cashed uh because of the uh the El Duce I got from uh from Jimmy G. Um <laughs> it was that kind of week. What are you gonna do? Uh but the the amazing thing is that all my cash without Dalvin hit um at really low numbers. I mean I ended up in the one forties but I would have cashed I think at one twenty nine. It was insane. Anyway, crazy week. Here comes another crazy day. Probably going to be a crazy couple of days. Um, but hopefully we get a nice uh, full slate for week nine. And uh, as far as uh, today's waiver claims go, uh, let's we're just going to work through the positions the way we normally do. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is at the top of my QB list. He's over 50% owned now. Uh, next up is Derek Carr. Talked about Carr a lot. I think the schedule looks good going forward. Uh, Kirk Cousins in there in the three spot, mostly just because he's stable and he's got a gig. Baker Mayfield's on the bye. He's my my four. Uh, I like the schedule quite a bit for Baker. Obviously, you you know, you're sort of doing that tactically. If uh, if your number one has a bye coming up after this week, I think Mayfield could be a nice uh, guy to pick up proactively. Uh, Drew Locke, obviously, some inconsistencies, but the schedule... Is, is a lot better down uh, the second half. Uh, Phillip Rivers, just because he has a pulse. Same thing for Tua. Um, Nick, Nick Foles, basically the same thing. Um, and we've got guys like Mullins and Jake Luton and Jalen Hurts 
um, on the wire. Those are really just for folks in two QB leagues, uh, sort of three different levels of availability there. But, um, you know, Luton could be a, a guy who could help you for a week or two, maybe more, who knows. Um, it sounds like Garoppolo could be out for a while if Mullins can hang on to the gig. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, just on the off chance, you know, I think if you are a Carson Wentz team and a super flex, this might be a time to just pick up Hurts just in case they make the switch. Uh, I can't see them doing it personally, but there's enough chatter where it might be a smart thing to do. Um, so really, I mean, look, none of these guys are all that exciting. The guy I think that I would really want here is probably either Carr or Bridgewater. I think they stand out above everybody else. Let's get down to these running backs because we've been through these quarterbacks a gazillion times at this point. Um, up at the top, we've got Justin Jackson again. Um, I think at this point, I, you know, most of you folks have either decided you don't want him or you have him because we've been on him for a couple weeks now. Um, J.K. Dobbins back again near the top, just like he was last week. Obviously, uh, he showed some of his... Uh, some of his good stuff last week. Uh, Ingram has got a high ankle sprain. Looks like he's almost definitely out this week. There's plenty for two backs in this backfield. So both Dobbins and Gus Williams, uh, excuse me, Gus Edwards, um, are are definite ads. I think in any size league, you can throw one of those guys in there and you know hope for 50 yards plus and a touchdown or something. I think Dobbins clearly is the more explosive, more talented back. If the Ravens are looking to, you know, air quote find something, I think they're going to find it with Dobbins. Um, so to me, Dobbins is the guy to pick up. For all we know, he could be an RB1 in a month. He's that, he's, you know, he's got that much talent. The obvious problem with any back um, for the Ravens in terms of having a ton of value outside of, you know, multiple touchdown games is, you know, receptions. And Lamar is not particularly good at finding the running backs. We've been through this with running quarterbacks. It's it's not always their air quote fault. Um, you know, where a, where a pocket passer goes to the dump, um, you know, a running quarterback will break out and 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 run. So um, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing for the Ravens, but it's a bad thing. Um, for those of us who have uh, the running backs rostered, they're just not going to be targeted as much um, as uh, your typical running back. Um, but having that said, um, you know, while it hurts us in the PPR area, you know, let's be fair, um, you know, having Lamar Jackson there in, at the RPOs at the mesh point opens up all kinds of holes for these running backs. So they get some explosive plays that some other running backs, you know, wouldn't get. I mean, I don't know if Gus Edwards would be worth a plug nickel on the Jets, but, you know, he's good at the mesh point, so he works well for the Ravens. Um, let me see, who else? I think Zach Moss and Damian Harris are both really strong pickups. You know, Moss, I think, Maybe I have him above Harris just because that offense looks like maybe it could get itself together. You know, the Patriots right now sort of lost at sea. Um, although, look, obviously the Patriots can, this is, you know, this is a coaching staff that can get, get things fixed at, at halftime. So um, we'll have to see what happens there. I'm certainly not afraid um, of uh, putting Damian Harris on my bench. Um, he's had a couple hundred yard games. Um, you know, we really, if they can just broaden this offense a little bit, we could have something there. Um, LaMichael Pirine for the Jets, uh, I do think he's going to be getting more and more work uh, as the season uh, progresses. I think he's, uh, you know, he's a viable deep flex, but at some point he may be, you know, a borderline RB2. Uh, it's tough to see him as more than borderline RB2 because, I mean, come on, it's the Jets. Um, now with the Colts, um, we've got some, you know, I don't even know what you, you know, I, 
look, at this point, this backfield's sort of wide open. I can't see them going too far away from their prized rookie with all that speed and size. Uh, but look, Wilkins was the back to own there last week. Jordan Wilkins should be owning all leagues until this thing shakes out. I think the same goes for Wayne Gallman, who's showing an ability to post fantasy points. We've seen it a couple weeks in a row now. Uh, he's not an exciting running back, but he's functional. He can catch the ball a little bit. So Wayne Gallman, I think, through these buys uh, can be helpful. Uh, the Rams are on the buy, so the whole thing with Henderson getting dinged up you know, a shin, I mean, a, a, a thigh bruise or something like that, uh, that's very unlikely to affect him. But it could affect their practice during the bye. If Akers is getting a lot of juice during the bye practices, then he could just sort of work his way into a bigger share. Um, both Brown and Akers were okay. Um, so at this point, this thing definitely has the potential to work itself into a three-headed backfield. I think what you want there is in my opinion, is you want to stash Acres on the off chance that he sort of finds his game, because uh, he's still got the most upside of anybody in this group, uh, and I think he's probably got the most upside uh, as a pass game weapon uh, of the group. Uh, Jamichael Hasty, DJ Dallas, both sort of dependent upon other things. Uh, I think Hasty has the best shot at having a a startable a startable role this week, uh, but if. Um, Hyde and Carson can't play this week. We've seen Dallas can put up some fantasy numbers, even though he wasn't running it particularly well. Um, um, another guy to remember for the Seahawks is Rashad Penny, uh, probably a really good guy to add and stash this week with this backfield in flux. For all we know, Penny could come in, have a couple big games, and take the thing. I mean, who knows? I think he's a good stash in that regard. Uh, the Packers backs for Thursday night. This is getting interesting. Um, it's possible that the big three could be out if Aaron Jones can't make it back. So then we could have a Dexter Williams, Tyler Urban backfield. In my opinion, if Urban is healthy, and we don't know because he's got some kind of wrist injury, but if Tyler Urban is healthy, I think he's the back to own there. Um, certainly in deep enough leagues, you can grab you know either one of these guys and, and hope for, for some touches. But I think Irvin's the guy who will get more work in the pass game. Um, and, you know, Tyler Irvin, people forget it. San Diego State University, it's funny. The reason that Coach and I weren't really high on Irvin is that we thought he really was an inside runner. He was a guy whose skill set was something he wasn't actually built for. Um, but he was, you know, he was a guy who really ran well inside. Um at San Diego State. So, um, you know, could Tyler Irvin show up? You give him, you know, 16 touches. Um, I think he could have a big game in that offense. So, um, you know, Tyler Irvin, I think, is a guy to consider this week. Um, is he going to be more than a, you know, a one-week kind of thing? No, obviously not. Um, uh, Alfred Morris in a really deep league got some action for the Giants. He didn't do too bad. Um, Tremaine Pope with the Chargers I don't know if that's going to last I haven't spent time on that film yet I've heard he actually looked pretty good but it's all uh, you know, just sort of in the wind at this point um, but really at running back, I mean look, obviously Jackson I think you have to go get him if you can. And same thing with Dobbins. Uh, and then Zach Moss and Damian Harris, you know, I think they're, and even, you know, Gus Edwards are sort of in that group too. These guys are going to have some value. They can help you, especially in deeper leagues. Um, okay, let's go down and chat a bit on these receivers. We got a lot of them. Now, there are one, two, three, four, five, like six or seven names up at the top that I think sort of stand out 
Um, you can add Sterling Shepard to that group as well. I'm always just a little worried that Shepard isn't going to last. I'm really worried about any time he plays a couple games in a row, I feel like he's going to get concussed. Uh, but he is a really good player uh, and is going to start getting, um, I think, seven weekly targets. So I think Sterling Shepard is in this mix too. Um, but Mike Williams, I have him at the top. He's over 50%, but we're throwing him in one last time. Obviously, again, last week we saw what he can do. Jalen Rieger is right there with him, really, for me. And it's, look, it, it, I think Rieger, we have to hope he stays healthy. We have to hope he establishes himself. He did find the zone last week, but it's not like he was lighting it up. Um, and his quarterback was, you know, hurting him a little bit. And the offensive line was hurting the quarterback and yada, yada, yada. Um, Wentz, someone's, they, they got to get him to get that damn ball out, but that's a whole other story. Um, Rieger is simply an upside play. Um, and Ruggs is in the same same basket for me, and so is Curtis Samuel. These guys are super athletic players. They're playing on offenses that have the potential to be good offenses. Um, so, you know, to me, I think Rieger and Ruggs probably in particular because they have a chance to be out in front on their team. Samuel, I think, at best becomes sort of a co-leader. Like, he's not going to surpass uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Uh, I happen to think he has talent commensurate with those guys. Um, it's really a matter of how they're playing on a given week. I mean, Samuel, he showed you last week. He can be the guy who puts up the most points. Um, so I'm a big fan of Curtis Samuel. But Mike Williams, Jalen Rieger, again, just for upside, Rieger has special talents. Um, if he starts to find himself, he could be a guy who you simply lock into your lineup and you're never taking him out. Ruggs absolutely can be the same kind of player. The Raiders are turning to a point in their schedule um, where things are starting to get a little bit better for them. Um in fact, let me just, you know, uh, Tampa this week, but then Cleveland, um, um, L.A., uh, Denver, uh, open game against Kansas City, meaning like an open, you know, a potential shootout kind of game. Atlanta, the Jets, uh, Miami week 16, the Chargers again. So there's really nothing on the schedule um, for the Raiders that's particularly scary. I think Ruggs um, is is a good player. Um, and they've got, you know, a bunch of home games of the road games. One of them's at Atlanta. Uh, two of um, One of them's in L.A. Um, so, and, and uh, the game against Denver's off the schedule. So they're, they're going to have a lot of good game environments, a lot of good weather. Um, so I think, you know, the Raiders, um, really Ruggs and Aguilar uh, are good pickups. Um, I think Ruggs is the one who's got the big upside because he's just a special talent. Um, and I was talking about last week, Ruggs is being sort of misrepresented as a air quote deep threat. Is he a deep threat? Yeah, of course he is. The guy's fast as all get out. He's got big 10 inch hands. He can win at the catch point, but he's also really good on schemed plays, slants and stuff like that. So, um, to me, Ruggs is a much bigger talent than a lot of people realize. Uh, Corey Davis belongs in this group. Now, obviously, Davis has got some volume suckers on his team, and Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. It's possible that Davis starts getting lost in the mix a little bit, but let's not kid ourselves. This guy has reemerged and is playing legit good football. So, Corey Davis, absolutely. So, Mike Williams, Rieger, Ruggs, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Christian Kirk is the other one, LaVisca Chenault, Sterling Shepard. I think all of these guys are similar. Uh, I definitely have Williams, Rieger, Ruggs sort of at the top. Again, just because I think they've got the potential to become locked-in weekly guys that you can get really excited about. Um, 
but some other guys worth talking about. We meant I mentioned Aguilar. He's, you know, we've been talking about him for almost a month now here, um, and at this point, he's just he's pushed the rookie out. Uh, you know, Edwards isn't going to take this thing. This is Aguilar's job now. I think for the rest of this year. Um, speaking of a guy who's got a gig, I think Denzel Mims is going to play pretty much every down going forward for the Jets, and he's looked okay. I mean, not great. Uh, but, you know, he's he's made a couple nice catches. I think he's still sort of finding himself in the scheme. He's still trying to get the routes down. But uh, he definitely, you know, is going to be a part of this offense. And the Jets throw to the receivers. That's all they do. Um, uh, Marvin Jones should have brought him up with the other guys. Sorry. Uh, had him too far down the list. With the injury to Galladay, Marvin Jones is right there with Corey Davis. Right there with him. Um Richard Higgins is not far off this list. He's going to be, um, a, I think, a weekly option as long as we don't have, you know, just, you know, <laughs> apocalyptic weather like they had uh, last weekend. I think um, they're going to be able to throw. Uh, Keelan Cole with the Jaguars, a nice solid flex every week if you need him. Alan Lazard may be healthy very soon. He could be a weekly flex if you need him. Upside plays like Miko Hardman are out there in a lot of leagues. Um in deeper leagues, Jacoby Myers looks like he might start getting some run with the Jets. Um, for the 49ers this week, Kendrick Bourne's going to be a play because Debo Samuel's very unlikely to play. In deeper leagues, guys like K.J. Hamler could be a guy to look at. Um, Quintez Cephas and Marvin Hall and the Lions. I think Cephas is probably the guy we want. One of them's going to be getting most of Galladay's action. Um, uh, Michael Pittman, I think, on the Colts. Hopefully he will start emerging. So there's a lot out there in terms of receivers. I will probably add another four or five guys to the final wire, but there's a lot of good action out there. Uh, but again, including Marvin Jones, who I, I skipped over accidentally, uh, there's a pretty big fat list of guys who are in the 50% to like 30% ownership area. Um, Williams, Rieger, Ruggs, Corey Davis, Samuel, Chenault, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Sterling Shepard. That's uh, a lot of quality um, to be on the wire. Um, and we're doing well with time here. We're going to just hit the tight ends, and I'll get you guys out of here. Um, you can hear my voice. It probably doesn't have more than five minutes left in it anyway. Okay. Had a little sip of tea there. Um, not a whole lot to talk about at tight end. It's pretty ugly out there. Um, I think Logan Thomas is probably the best guy on my list. Um... So I think he's probably the guy to go after in most situations. Uh, Eric Ebron probably has a little more upside, um, but you know on a weekly basis, I don't know if he's as good. Uh, Dallas Goddard actually would be the best guy to pick up, but he's he's owned in I think over sixty percent of leagues. But I mean, look, if Goddard's out there, he's the guy to grab. Um, Trey Burton on the Colts uh, found his snuck his way into the end zone last week, sort of saved a down week. Um, and then on the 49ers, uh, Jordan Reed and Ross Dwelly. One of them is going to be starting this week. Uh, no matter who it is, good solid fringe tight end one play. Uh, keep an eye on the Browns. If Njoku gets dealt, uh, then Harrison Bryant will have a, a, a pretty significant weekly role, even with Hooper, uh, when Hooper gets back um, to health from his appendectomy. So, uh, you know, if Njoku stays, I think Harrison Bryant's too thin. If Njoku goes, then Harrison Bryant's a pickup. And if Njoku goes to the right place, he could be a pickup too. We'll know that later in the day. Uh, if you're really desperate, Irv Smith, Ian Thomas in a deep league, but neither one of them are a whole lot of fun, particularly Thomas, although he was a little more involved last week for a change. Um, 
and really there's not a whole <laughs> I'm looking through these options it's like man this is you know maybe Jordan Akins is a guy to keep an eye on if he finally gets cleared um, he could be worth uh, an ad in a deep league um, I'd like to see Will Disley getting more time in Seattle but there's still splitting time out there you know, keep an eye on his playing time. I think he's got ceiling if they ever, you know, if he ever gets to like an 80% of that role kind of area. But that should do it. And hey, we're at 20 minutes. Not bad. Um, so let's get out of here. I will be back later in the week. Um, this is this is a football program, not a political program. So I'm just going to say vote. That's all. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, hopefully you guys are having a good season. Uh, we're heading down to the stretch. The NFL seems to be keeping COVID at bay for the most part. Now, it's really going to get tough over the next couple weeks because this thing's really spreading in a lot of areas. Um, but for now, week 9 looks pretty good. Hopefully 10, 11, 12. That looks good too. And uh, we make it to the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so as always, onward, upward. We'll see you soon. Stay.